You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of PlayStation Unchained. Oh, we're only three weeks off that magical number, but right now we're missing our good friend Michael Harridance. He was out partying Friday night at the Guardian Joystick Awards. He's probably still still getting over that hangover. The guy doesn't drink much, so he probably hits him quite hard. Either that or he was too busy bench-pressing the entire audience. I, I don't know what he does at those things. So yeah, um, but we've got our usual guest with us this week, we've got Gary with us. Hello Gary. Hello. How how are you doing? I'm pretty good, how are you? Uh, Not too bad. Um, I beat Assassin's Creed yesterday. Assassin's Creed? The Ass Creed, I beat it. (laughs) I heard you weren't very happy with the ending. The ending was rubbish. (laughs) Um, But a little spoiler. Well, well. I actually don't care. I don't plan on it. Yeah, a little spoiler. There is a Russian-speaking assassin at the end. God damn it, I'm buying it. <laughs> um, is there snow? No, because it's London. What, it never snows in London? Is that what you're telling me? Not really, no. Really? Yeah, not as much. Not not that much. Because they're missing out on the snowballs and putting it, rocks and snowballs and throwing them at people. Well, so it can be snow, but because of how busy the roads are, it just melts pretty fast. I see. Yeah, it's not like we just we don't get snow. It's just not doesn't really settle, unless it's a lot of snow. Yeah. Yeah, we get bombarded. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. So. Yeah, I haven't had much. You didn't get much snow where I live as well, Scarborough, because the air is very salty. Salty air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a Russian, which might mean that the next Assassin's Creed in Russia, maybe. Hopefully. No, I'll buy it. <laughs> um, so, did you have a good week? Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm super busy with uh, reviews right now, which I technically can talk about because they're all out now. So, yeah, I got I got quite a bit of reviews to do. So, <sighs> Thank God I don't have to do reviews anymore. I mean, um, <laughs> for now. <laughs> uh, for now. And Kevin, how are you doing? By the way, hello, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Ben. I'm um, I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. I've really been enjoying that recently. What about you? Have you been enjoying too? I haven't enjoying been enjoying yet. Okay. Um, I haven't okay. really got into it yet, so uh, maybe later. Maybe later. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, so anyway, while we're finish, let's finish talking about... Um, let's go straight to the news, because there is a lot of news this week to cover. Uh, we've got news from the Golden Sticks Joysticks Awards, straight from Mike's mouth. I mean, uh, we wish. That would have been amazing if Mike was hosting the Golden Joysticks Awards. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, The Witcher 3 dominates at the Golden Joystick Awards 2015. This is almost slightly better news than the bike hosting the Golden Joysticks Awards. Only slightly. Slightly. Uh, the, thir- the Which is also written by Michael Harridan's Connections. 
the 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 33rd annual Golden Joystick Awards took place in London last night at the O2 Indigo, and it provided quite a successful night for the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, but I managed to walk away with five gongs, including the highly coveted Ultimate Game of the Year award. Not just the Game of the Year, but the Ultimate Game of the Year. <laughs> Ultimate. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll cover here are all the the winners. Uh, best original game sponsored by Games Radar Plus, Bloodborne. Best storytelling in The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Best visual design sponsored by 3D World, The Witcher 3D Hunt. Uh, best audio sponsored by DTS, Ori and the Blind Forest. Best multiplayer online, GTA Online. Best indie game sponsored by PC Gamer Weekend, a Kerbal Space Program. Best family game sponsored. Take a breath, man. Take a breath. <laughs> best mobile game, Flockful of Shelter. Innovator of the Year sponsored by Tech Raider, first person mode in GTA 5. Uh, best gaming moment sponsored by Absolute Radio. Bloody Baron's Quest in the oh, what the hell? Best oh, uh, that made no sense. Blood, Bloody Baron Quest in the Witcher Three Wild Hunt. I thought that was the sponsor for a second there. I thought it was best gaming moment sponsored by Absolute Radio. The Bloody Baron Quest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gaming personality sponsored by Kotaku UK. PewDiePie. Oh, sorry. PewDiePie. Ooh. Esports icon sponsored by Gene Counter Strike Go. Anders Bloom. Studio of the Year, sponsored by Hype, Edge Conference, CD Projekt Red. Best Gaming Platform, sponsored by Digital Vice, Steam. Best Game Performance, Ashley Berkers. Yes, yes, all the awards for Life is Strange. Uh, best Platform Game, sponsored by Official PlayStation Magazine, Bloodbound. Best Nintendo Game, sponsored by Games Magazine, Splatoon. Best PC Game, sponsored by PC Gamer, GTA 5. Best Xbox Game, sponsored by Official Xbox Magazine, Ori in the Blind Forest. Most Wanted Game, sponsored by The Sun, because... That's where I want my games to come from. The Sun, Fallout 4, Ultimate Game of the Year, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Lifetime Achievements, Satori Wiwata, uh, Playfire Most Play, GTA 5, Critics' Choice, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Breathtaking Award, Her Story. PlayStation Universe's Award, you'll find out in December. Shh. Woohoo! <laughs> um, so yeah, I wish Life is Strange had won more of those. You know what I would love for a twist would be because you know what the Xbox company's going to pick for the Xbox game and what the PC is going to pick for the PC game. Xbox well, not necessarily no. I, I think the Ori and the Blind Force is a nice surprise for Xbox. No, but what would my Xbox. twist would be would be best Xbox game sponsored by official PlayStation and best PlayStation game sponsored by official Xbox. That'd be a great twist. That way, there's no biased kind of. Anyway, Gary, what what do you think of these? Um, um, I think they're actually really good. A lot of very uh, deserving awards here. Um, I do feel that CD Projekt Red was the best studio of the year, uh, especially with everything they've done with that game. The 16 free DLCs, um, the one expansion that's, you know, almost 12 hours long and they only charge you $10, where some companies will charge you full price for it. Um great stuff bloodborne an original game which is amazing getting a lot of awards as well oh, very Blood nice bound. to see what bloodbound oh <laughs> <laughs> um, not not my favorite choice for the critics choice award uh i i think that's absolutely wrong uh personally but i just can't believe they've got the sun as part of the thing the sun. Who, who, who goes for that video games? Uh, uh, Kevin, what do you think of these uh, wins? 
I have no complaints actually. It's actually looking really nice. I mean, I can agree that The Witcher 3 has got some proper stuff. It's a really good game. So, uh, I didn't know some of these awards, though. I've never really been updated on awards in, in video game stuff. So, but yeah, I don't see any bad award here. And that would be amazing tagline Witcher 3. It's got the stuff, 8 out of 10. Hello everyone, sorry about that. It seems my mic decided to die halfway through the podcast. So I've had to switch to my internal mic on my laptop. So if you hear some clicking in the future, I'm very sorry. And this will be just in the future, hopefully, once I get a better mic. Again, stupid mics die so fast. Okay, anyway, my, uh, Naughty Dog were talking about 60 frames per second in their video games. But multiplayer being 60 frames and the single player being 30 frames and 60 frames offering a better experience. See, I have no issue with 30 frames or 60 frames as I was saying before before the, I became a clicker myself. Uh, what a time in Naughty Dog game that I've become a clicker. Naughty Dog's possessing me, obviously. Um, it's just opening up for trolls in my opinion. By having it saying this, people will constantly say, well, well you know, if you think 60 frames is a better experience, why are you capped to 30 in single player? It's just, I don't know, bad timing. Just not a good thing just for, for Naughty Dog to be saying, in my opinion. What about what about you, Kevin? Now that I'm not I don't clicker. see the whole I don't see the whole fuss about the 60 FPS thing. I mean, <laughs> if it's 30 FPS, you don't know what 60 FPS is, so why complain about it if it works? I'd rather have a a game having the graphics set up all the way as much as PlayStation can handle at the moment and have 30 FPS then have lesser beautiful graphics and have it turn to like 60 FPS. The problem is uh, the single player will be 30 frames and the multiplayer will be 60. The multiplayer will be 60? Yeah. Well, that I can get because... Yeah, I can get that but I can see... With that statement, how they think that 60 frames is a better performance will kind of bring a lot of trolls in. Oh yeah, there will be a lot of trolls. People complain about this kind of stuff every damn day because they just... They're so spoiled on 60 FPS. And 60 yeah, frames piece per second. I just don't see the whole fuss about it. I mean, you know, be happy with what you get. <laughs> as long as it plays smoothly... You don't need 60 FPS to have the smoothness. Yeah. From 30 FPS, it's smooth enough. That's that's how PlayStation 3 was. So why would you start being such a 60 FPS freak now? If you if you really care so much about 60 frames per second, please get a get a PC. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and even there, not everything is 60 yeah. FPS. So. There's, there's no reason to complain about it, but people will, because spoiled. I can understand it partly, but at the same time, I don't see the the point of complaining, because we should just be happy that we have the games, yeah. and that we can play them. And yeah. I'd rather have a game going all the way up, and have 30 FPS, instead of being it toned down, and have 60 FPS, just because it's smoother. If you only play in 30 FPS, you won't know how 60 FPS will feel like, so I don't see the problem. People were going nuts about The Last of Us on PlayStation 3 
that was 30 FPS. When it went PlayStation 4, they added the 60 FPS option, and everyone was like, oh my god, it's so much smoother. Yeah, but you didn't complain before because you didn't have the 60 FPS, so why would you complain now if something isn't 60 FPS? Just be happy that you can play a game. <laughs> and Gary, what do you think of the this news article? Um, I had, have no problem with it. Um, I think we've talked about it in the past. I think if you're doing multiplayer, 60 frames is fine. Um, as long as it doesn't sacrifice anything with the rest of the game. In my opinion, um, if you're going 30 frames, I'd rather have the story and the single player be 30 frames. That way I get awesome set pieces and cool action sequences. Whereas 60 frames, um, I probably won't get that, you know? Um, plus it probably won't look as good as it, do- as it does now. Uh, if you look at the campaign and then you look at that multiplayer trailer, um, there's a huge difference graphically between the two. Obviously, multiplayer is not going to be as, as pretty to look at, but um, usually you don't tell as much um, with other games because both the single and multiplayer is running at the same frames a second, like Call of Duty, for example, is always 60 frames no matter what. Um, so the difference in the multiplayer and single player is, isn't very big, but here you, you obviously see it. Um, but like I said, I have no problem with it being in the multiplayer. Um, I probably won't be playing too much of it, but yeah. I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. As long as the single player is how it should be, in my opinion, which is 30 frames a second, I'm fine with whatever they do in the multiplayer. Okay. We're going to the next Uncharted article. Uncharted is a series very special to us, says Sony. Uh, Sony Tim Ryan has described Uncharted's franchise as a brand very much tied to developing Naughty Dog and an important part of the company's portfolio that stops it short of Commenting on whether or not the series will continue following the release of Uncharted 4 or Thieves End. Uh, basically, Uncharted 4 will be the last story with Nathan Drake. Will we see Uncharted 5 with someone else as the protagonist? Or maybe we'll see Uncarted, the Uncharted kart racer. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Um, I think they should take a break with Uncharted 4 because although I love the series... There is a limit on how much you can do the same game over and over again. Give it a couple of years, then maybe make another Uncharted in the future. Yeah, even if Naughty Dog doesn't make it, be interesting to see what happens with the franchise. Or we could just get Uncharted, a thief's cart. No, no. Um, Gary, what do you think of the future of Uncharted? Do you want a karting game? Say you do. Oh, uh, sure, I'll take a karting game. That'd be fine with me. <laughs> But um, I, I agree. I think they should take a break from it. Um, as much as I love the franchise and I don't want it to end, um, I just don't see anybody else doing it justice like Naughty Dog can. Um, I mean, Golden Abyss was really good. Um, the Vita game by Sony Bend. Um, but other than them, I don't really see who else can really take over the franchise for them, quite honestly. Um, I, I, I have no problem with them taking a long break from Uncharted. Um as long as they don't just straight up kill the franchise, um, I think they can easily bring it back. Um, obviously not soon. Um, maybe wait four or five years if you need to. And either release it on the next console that comes out, the next Uncharted, or towards the end of the life cycle. But I think Naughty Dog should should move on to, to a new franchise right now. Not necessarily it should be The Last of Us 2, but I'd really like to see something brand new from them. 
So, yeah. And Kevin, what do you think of possible uncarded um, double Don't, steel? don't go carding game. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you guys in the way that I hope they don't go too far in it. I mean, you have a brilliant series here. Um, don't ruin it by releasing another 20 games of it. I'd rather see it end and just completely end and stay at this class than have another 20 Uncharted games pop up. and Uncharted you know... Bash, the party game. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not do that. I just hope they don't they won't ruin the series over time. Just keep it at the same amount of class that it that it has now. If it's so special, then keep it special. Don't ruin it. Don't make it ordinary. Well, time for some spooky news. Ooh, spookies, spookies. Boo. I mean, um. At last two teaser sensor chills up your spine. Release window confirmed. Due for release in fall 2016, Outlast 2 is the sequel to the highly acclaimed first person survival horror game that's launched on PlayStation 4. So if you liked Outlast 1, or even liked the Outlast DLC, which I never played, I should get eventually. Uh, for few dealers are known about Outlast 2, though we do know it was set within the same universe as its predecessor, but with different characters and settings with we. We think we're cooking up something special, teased Red Barrel's co-founder Philip Moran in an interview with Bloody Disgusting last year. What a lovely name, by the way. That is amazing. And there's a teasy trailer on PS2.com. Are you looking forward to Outlast 2? Outlast year? Um, Kevin? No, not really. Really? You're not looking I forward? didn't really enjoy Outlast 1, so I'm not really exactly looking forward to a new one. But it's good to see that this game came out as an indie, and it's nice to see that people are getting a second one. Yeah. The ones that do enjoy it, that is. <laughs> and Gary, what do you want Outlast 2? I do want Outlast 2. I really enjoyed the first game. Um, yeah, I reviewed the first game, too. So, um, yeah, um, I, I am excited for it. I, I'll be, it's interesting to see what they did. The teaser, you know, they had the, the, the burning cross that was upside down. So I'm really interested to see which uh, direction they go with in this one, um, or what, it was, what the location will be. Even um, really excited to, to see that. Um, the whistleblower DLC they released for it, uh, which was a prequel to Outlast, and it shows you uh, the informant that sent the main character the the news of what's going on at the asylum was phenomenal. I actually think the whistleblower DLC should have been the actual Outlast game. Um, because it was so good, um, but yeah, um, I am I am very excited for for Outlast too. I, I do hope they they make it a little more, um, I guess scarier because like the game was scary at the start, but really lost its touch when, um, you just you knew exactly once things were were about to happen. And like the enemies just randomly would give up, so you kind of lost the um, the immersion, I guess you can say, where it felt like something like you would play in like Metal Gear Solid One, where an enemy would see you, and then they'd be like, "Oh, he's gone. Let's go back to you know patrolling." You know, I'd rather it be more organic, and that was one of the issues I had with the first Outlast. Is after like fifteen seconds of you hiding, they just give up and continue to do what they were doing. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I just felt that the game was quite repetitive on jump scares. 
in the beginning, the first few times you're like, okay, this is good. And after a while, you just, you know, you feel it coming and you're not even really scared anymore. No, it's just yeah, like, all right, it. it's, 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 it's nice, but it's not what you expected because you expected more proper scares. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Spoo. Okay. Our next article. <laughs> <I'm dead>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I never played Outlast, so it's kind of like, yay. Well, I played a bit of it, but I, just, I got lost. I got to the bit where you went underground with the generator. Uh, yeah, the other problem I have yeah. is later on it takes a supernatural turn, which also kind of ruined it for me. Like, really badly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go to our next article for more spooky, spooky stuff. Spooky Until Dawn PS4 theme is free as Pumpkin Hunt begins. Um... So, right now on the PlayStation Store, you can download a free dynamic theme for PS4, which encaps the scares that you find every, every round every corner in the jump-a-minute action adventure. The screenshot really doesn't do justice. Spooky music plays in the background, and hourglass sprays. I'm going to have to download this if it's still there. It is. It's awesome. I have it. Oh, well. I downloaded it last night. And PS4 arrives with the launch of Until Dawn, Halloween, Unclosed Trade, and news that the player can now find 11 pumpkins hidden in the game. Ooh, pumpkins! Ooh. Um, jumps. I'm sorry, but the scariest things I found in that game were deers, rabbits, and a raccoon-looking thing under the sink at one point. Those were the scariest parts of the game for me. So, if there's deers, then maybe, maybe I'm going to be a bit scared by this theme. Uh, Gary... What what do you think of the as you've downloaded it? What do you think of the Until Dawn PS4 thing? I actually think it's pretty cool. Um, you know the like the front screen where you see you know the the icons. Yeah. It has the the cabin with the guy standing in front of it. That's pretty and, cool. Like, the snow was falling on top of the cabin, but then when you go to the top screen, um, it has the skull, and you see like the 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 skull is bleeding down the snow on top of them. That's it's actually a really cool theme. I like it. I might have to download it. And. Yeah. Kevin, will you download this fee? Oh, I have downloaded it, but from my PC uh, onto my PlayStation 4 via the store, but I haven't installed it yet. But it really looked nice in the screenshots, and the game was really good, so. Yeah, it's why a not? good game, I do recommend it. It's very spooky. Okay, let's go to some disappointment now, because we've had loads of, loads of enjoyment recently, so we've got to have a little bit of disappointment to balance off the positivity of this and make it a bit negative. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst release date delayed till May 26th, uh, May 2016. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst has been delayed until May 2016, according to post on the game's official website. The game was originally due out in February for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, years ago, we saw an ambition, uh, ambitious vision for Mirror's Edge Catalyst, achieving that vision and delivering the best possible experience. It's equally inspiring and challenging, and it takes time. Um, the game is fun did enjoy playing it when I played it recently. So I don't know why it got delayed, but either way, it, it was one of the least buggy games I played at Eurogamer. Either way, take the time. It's worth just improving the game. I'd say go ahead. It's not that long of a delay. It's only a couple of months. Just don't keep delaying it. It might be a couple of months now, but I don't think it's going to be a couple of months after May. 
It's delayed again. Uh, Kevin, are you looking forward to Meredith's Catalyst? Yes and no. I really enjoyed the first game. I was... I'm, I'm very interested in this one, but... I don't know, I'm always afraid that they ruin the second one. So, I'm, I'm hoping they won't. No, I don't think they have. Well, I hope your word is right. <laughs> From what I played, they haven't. I'm just disappointed that uh, the collector's edition was so weirdly in news. Because I tried to find it in Europe, and it took quite a while to actually see one pop up. And I, it's, it's overpriced for what it is. That's the only sad thing oh, so I agree. far. It's not worth the price for that collector's edition. I'll get it eventually, but I'm just disappointed in how silently they went about it because they were like, collector's edition announced, and it was online for a few stores quite fast, but that was US only, I think. Yeah. And then and then when people asked for when it was going to come to Europe and, and stuff, they were quite like, you know, just check your stores and recently or soon we'll announce some stuff. And they never really announced anything. It was just like, oh yeah, here's an Amazon link. Apparently it's here. <laughs> so I'm I'm still hoping to see some stores nearby or stuff yeah. putting it online. I'm going to get that. Uh, Gary, are you looking forward to Mirror's Edge 2 Catalyst? Not really, no. Ooh. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I know it's it's like a huge cult following behind it. Um, I thought the game was okay. Yeah. Um. I, I like I, I bought it, I played it, I beat it. Um I felt it was very scripted, quite honestly. Um it, I think the game would have been better as an on rails game, actually. <laughs> um because like the, your character turned so slow, it, it, she felt so stiff when she moved around. Um the game was very trial and error, um, quite honestly. At least it was for me. Like if I didn't like go the right way, then I'll most likely be killed very quickly. Well, number two is a lot more fast-paced than the first one. Good. That, that's good to hear. Because um, but... I, 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 you've got an open-world section in the in the demo I was playing, and it said, go over here to do the trials. I decided to say, screw that, and just went exploring. <laughs> and from what I felt, I could, it felt really easy to move around, and especially with the whole new... Um, I don't know if it was in the first one, really, but when you're about to hit the ground, if you press the button, she just rolls. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, that's in the first one yeah. as well. Well, it felt like that. It, it felt a lot smoother in this one. Like some of it was really, it was just really good. Did you feel a difference in combat? There was no combat. Wait, what? There was no combat at all. No combat, but you take down people. To get past them, isn't it? No, in the, no, in the demo, there was no fighting. Oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I saw the trailer stuff, and I saw someone getting kicked down or something. Yeah. So I thought maybe you have tested that one as well. No, the demo, I had a little section to show the controls off, and then you went to open world, and then you could explore the city, but there was no enemies I could find. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, um, I. I don't think people should be as excited as they are for it. I don't think it's going to be as great as everybody thinks it's going to be. I think DICE has a lot to prove. They should use the Frostbite engine. Not to prove, but I think they have um, more on their plate for what EA wants them to do than for what they want to do. Because let's face it, 
I don't think Mirror's Edge is a game that EA actually wants them to make. I think it's a passion project for DICE, and they want to make it. Yeah. So I don't think EA is going to be throwing a lot of money into it. Because the first one didn't sell very well for them. So why fund, yeah. fund the sequel? Especially with them doing Star Wars right now. All the expansion packs for that. They're, they're probably going to start working on. And then Start I'll working let... on. They've probably started already. So yeah. probably already done. So they can sell it as a premium thing. <laughs> yeah, so don't be surprised if this feels like a game that the B team of DICE would make. Personally, if this I... feels like a game, contact Gary. <laughs> <laughs> is Mirror's Edge like a game? Contact Gary. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, that, that's just how I feel. I just think EA would rather have dice work on something that will sell more units than. I, I just stop the fact call it the B team. When you need a game, but you don't want to put too much effort into it, and you need it now, maybe you can call the B team. <laughs> no, but I actually do agree with you, Gary. I mean, I really love the first one, but I'm a bit skeptical about the second one because I'm afraid they would fuck it up just because, you know, they tried to get money out of it instead of actually making a game that people would love. Yeah. Okay, while we're talking about making monies, um, PS4 sales success shows no sign of slowing down. I saw nearly... 30 million units, that's, that's over 9,000 there, Gary. That's over 9,000. <laughs> I have to throw in that, sorry. Wow. Sony has announced they have sold, sold, only announced, <laughs> like a small number, 4 million PS4s during the three months ending September 30th. Bring its cumulative sales, that's the number of consoles shipped to retailers, to 29.3 million units worldwide. Uh, the PS4 launched in November 2013, and I was already tracking ahead of the PS2, which had sold 24.99 million units during the same point as the life cycle. The PS3 had managed 16.6 million, the Xbox 360 had sold 13.4 million, though the Wii remains the clear winner at 34.55 million units sold. Still, there's no doubt that the PS4 was one of the ways to become one of Sony's, well, it is Sony's best-selling console right now, just not over time. Other than American have gone to sell around 130 million units uh, but during its lifetime put it just behind the PS2. Hey, and also good news, the Wii U has sold 10.7 million units, which is probably ahead of the Dreamcast. Hey, hey, the Wii U is an amazing console. Don't hate. Uh, oh, it is an amazing console, but I'm just trying to give it some sort of... It, it's finally outside the Dreamcast. <laughs> it's, it's, it's done something. Good work, Nintendo. Good work. Uh, anyway, back, back, back to PS4. Um, that's insane. If the, with the price cut recently, it's just, ah, uh, I can see it doing well for Christmas. My mate bought a PS4 for his sister this Christmas. Bought it last week. For £299, he got uh, the Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Little Big Planet 3, and fifteen uh, three months of... T- uh, that now TV service by Sky and the PS4. It's just insane. Some of the deals you get right now this year. And it's not even Black Friday yet. So yeah, I can see the PS4 doing ridiculously well this year because of all the third-party support. Um, Gary, what do you think of those sales? Those are amazing sales. Like that, that is very incredible for, for Sony to have such a huge turnaround 
um, from last gen, I think is amazing. Um, I think, like you said, the holiday coming up now, you know, they dropped the price. Um, it's going to sell even more units now, but I think all the bundles, you know, people want to come, they can complain about the bundles all they want. Well, look at that bundle I just announced. I just talked about Assassin's Creed's 50 quid. Uncharted Mm. is 45 quid. That's 95 quid off already, really. A little bit of Planet 3 you can probably get for about 20 quid now. So the console itself was only about 180. There you go. And like I, I'm mostly talking about also like the Call of Duty, you know, yeah. special console and the Darth Vader one. Well, you can complain about how they look, but those are going to sell ridiculous. The Darth Vader especially, that's going to that's yeah, just going to sell because it's Star Wars. Yeah, the Star Wars bundle is going to sell a ridiculous amount, you know. They just and... could have put a sticker on saying Star Wars and that would have <laughs> sold it to people probably. Yeah, in my opinion that is a genius move by Sony. You know, to get these exclusive consoles like the Battlefront one and the Call of Duty three one, which looks atrocious. Hey, I like it. I like the colors. Oh, I like the colors. <laughs> I, I don't I like, like the, the design. Colors, but I don't like the design of it. Yeah, so like just three ovals on it. That what the hell am I gonna do with three ovals? But, <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, those are going to sell ridiculous, you know? They just released the, the 20th anniversary controller that you can just buy whenever you want now. I thought it, that was limited as well. I think they released them as a regular controller now. I thought they were limited. I saw like 10 of them at my huh? GameStop the other day, so... Huh? Well, I've got one anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, so that's cool, you know? If they would have released that 20th anniversary PS4, I think would have sold pretty well too, but... Yeah. But yeah, you know, they're they're I think they're doing great. And it's fantastic. And those bundles are just gonna do even better. It's a shame we're not gonna know the numbers because of the bundles, because you know, they never always the sales numbers for bundles. But I'm pretty sure it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be a pretty huge number. So I can see people saying, Oh look, Call of Duty's not selling well on PS4 even though it's got the exclusivity just because of all the bundles they're gonna sell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And digital as well. Uh, Kevin, what do you think of these PS4 sales? Are you impressed? Are you disappointed? Do you wish Wii U was doing better? (laughs) better. Wii U is doing sad for what it is. (laughs) But since it's a PlayStation podcast, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, nice going, Sony. Now get the software on point, and then we're all happy. Okay, another Uncharted article because it, because we it's with so hyped for Uncharted. Uh, Naughty Dog confirms Uncharted 4 won't have dedicated multiplayer servers. I don't really need to read anymore because that's annoying. Dedicated servers are really good for multiplayer. Bad, bad Naughty Dog, especially with how much money you're going to make anyway. That's a bad Naughty Dog. At the same time, I like... It's weird. I, I prefer dedicated servers, but at the same time, I like the choice of peer-to-peer servers because that way Naughty Dog can't just close down the servers because we should still technically be able to play it even after they've stopped you know, supporting it. Yeah, because it's connected to your PS4. So hopefully... Nah, it won't... Just, no, dedicated servers will be better. Um, Kevin, what do you think of no dedicated servers for the Uncharted? Another disappointment from Uncharted 4 for me. I don't see why you wouldn't go for dedicated servers. 
because money's it's all about their money's 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 they'll earn enough so shh, about the money's <laughs> <laughs> just give us what we want <laughs> that's that's all I can say yeah. <laughs> Gary what do you think of no dedicated servers um, are you dedicated against it I do think it's weird uh, that it doesn't have it, but maybe because Uncharted multiplayer is just not as big as other multiplayers, so they don't really want to put the money into it, especially if they don't have that huge player base that other multiplayer games have, because they do cost a crap ton of money. Oh, they do. So, um... We would have thought Sony would help with the cost of the monies. Yeah, but quite honestly, I would rather them put their money focuses on other things rather than... Like put me into the game. For one game. <laughs> you know. That's just my opinion. I'd rather yeah. them, them spend it on other things rather than just spend everything on the one game. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. World Revealed is a new PS4 game that puts you in a role of a shaman. This was written by Simon Sayers on, uh, during the Paris Game Week, which... That was hectic, but fun. Uh, Mike and Simon were covering the news in, in Skype live. It was amazing. I was there in the background writing all of it down, so they didn't forget any of it. Um, anyway, Wild Sheep Studios working on a brand new IP exclusive for PS4, which sees players stepping into the sandals of a shaman. A shaman? Shaman. Uh, in Wild, players will uncover the secrets of the land in an expansive open world and able to Utilize nature to summon and control animals in order to survive the harsh environments. In the gameplay trail, we've shown how the shaman summoned an eagle to capture snakes, ride a bear to help it clumber, and summon a pack of ravens to distract the camp of cannibals. But can we summon goats? That's the big question everyone's thinking. Can I be a goat? Or can I summon it? Or is there some sort of goat deity? These are the questions that need to be answered. Um, but it does look good. Uh, Gary, what what do you think of Wild? Is it a game you're going to p- pick up when it comes out? Uh, hard to say if I'm going to pick it up. I, I definitely want to see more of it. Uh, the idea of it, I think, is really great. Um, that bear animation was fantastic. Oh, it was. I, I must say, really good job on the mocap. Or the ha- I'm pretty sure they didn't mocap a bear, but... That That'd be amazing if they had. We can't bring the bear in. <laughs> Mo cap an elephant for Far Cry. <laughs> Sorry, the, the the hand animation of the bear. Obviously, they did their studies on on the movement of animals. No, they mo cap it. We'll just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> oh man, can't believe I said. Um, obviously, they did a lot of study on the movement of animals, and they they did a really good job of recreating. How, how they move in, in, in that trailer but um, yeah I uh, definitely want to see where it goes I want to see if it has a real story or is it just kind of this huge open world game where you just live as a shaman doing tasks for people that you sounds know, amazing cool. to me though yeah, I know it does because you just like to dick around and do random stuff <laughs> ooh I'm a bear I'm going to go poo on this tree <laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds amazing, though. But but I am I am curious to see how many animals you can control. Um, 
Perhaps so, some sort of goat. I'm pretty sure they'll have goats, Ben. Yes. Mountain goats. Your whole job is to stand on a 89-degree angle <laughs> on a mountain. <laughs> I love this little QTE to make sure you stand there. You know, press square and circle to make sure you don't fall off. Kevin, are you looking forward to Wild, the game about goats and bears that you mocap? Wow, <laughs> I'm I'm still processing the mocap thing. <laughs> it's amazing. All I can see is a picture of a big bear covered in balls. <laughs> yeah, in the black suit with balls on on its yeah. body. <laughs> <laughs> we want some behind the scenes videos, please. I'm just holding a fish in front of him, going, "You wanna, you want this fish?" Just walk. <laughs> no, altogether, I I don't know. Graphically, it looked really interesting. Very nice. And like uh, oh. Gary said, they did a good job on the animals and stuff. I liked the trailer, but I'm not sure what the actual point of the game is. You know, it, it's just one of those new... I don't know why it is, but everyone suddenly wants to have like a game where you just do something and ex- explore or, or like build stuff. Or this feels like a sort of Minecraft type of game in just something that keeps you busy. Unless there is an actual story. I think but... the story is shaman is wizard and must save people for reasons. Go I'm do great. it. I'm so happy you're not a game developer. <laughs> <laughs> we would have seen some weird stuff with you. <laughs> hey, they would be some of the best games ever made. Got each year. <laughs> no, some people like weird up. games. It'd be amazing. But yeah. Okay, another game that I'm looking forward to. Tekken 7 gets full, VR, full PlayStation VR support. You know what, screw it. We call it Morpheus. Full Morpheus support. Uh, following the year, early announcement that Tekken 7 is coming to PS4, which I know, shock and horror, Tekken coming to the PS4, <gasps> I know, suddenly has now dropped a bombshell that Bandai Namco's fighting Get Series will receive full Morpheus support. That's going to be amazing, isn't it? Oh, being punched in the face in VR. It's going to be good. Now they need to, remember they had those old rumble packs, rumble bodysuits, back in the 90s, where when you used to have something in the game, the the bodysuit would rumble where you got shot. I should bring those back with the Morpheus, and then you can feel like you're getting punched. <laughs> oh, I'm so weird. Gary, what do you think of Tekken Seven getting full PlayStation VR support? Uh, I would have frightened actually. <laughs> um, you say you're not excited to see Devil Jin in your face. I'm more scared of, like, uh, playing as Eddie Gordo and doing Capoeira. <laughs> uh, that'd be, that'd <laughs> Standing be upside down 90% of the time, doing random stuff. But will they mocap a bear for Kuma? <laughs> Come and on, Roger. bear, do a trick. <laughs> and Roger, the kangaroo. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and that's oh, a clone... Uh, They'll have to become Jurassic Park to get gone into the game as well. Oh, God. There is a VR. The view of a child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, it's interesting, definitely. But I I think it's going to cause a lot of issues. I think 
because people have this like reaction, you know, in VR. And like, if a punch is coming in my face, I'm gonna naturally try to duck it <laughs> with my body, and I'll probably smash my face into the table because I'm sitting down and playing. <laughs> uh, that's so, the thing. Te- Tekken isn't first person, isn't it? So, I'm, in I'm Tekken curious. Two, there was a first uh, kind of first person wireframe mode that you could unlock. Well, it just doesn't work out for the series. So I, I guess with virtual reality, I rather see things happen where you can kind of, for instance, do a move and someone gets thrown off the screen towards you, something like that, maybe. Yeah. Sort of like Super Smash Bros. has, maybe like that. But I don't see how virtual reality would do justice on Tekken. You know how I think it can be done, guys? You want to know how I think it can be done? You're the audience member in an online match. That's stupid. I would never play that mode. What the hell am I going to do? Again, Ben, I'm glad you're not a game developer. <laughs> Point made hey, you again. Know what? If, they brought, if they brought back Taken Volleyball, then I would do it. That would be amazing, but you sat in the audience watching the fight. <laughs> I would never use that VR mode anymore. Well, no. I mean, when you're playing multiplayer online, because you've got to wait anyway for the match to end. Oh, if you're in a lobby... True. You see, you come up with weird stuff, and then you need a moment to think about it, and you can actually turn it into a twist that might sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I don't see how it would do justice for Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they want to throw in random VR modes, and that's one they can use, lobby mode. <laughs> well, they were thinking about it for Drive Club, weren't they? Where they're going to have a passenger mode. Where you can sit in the passenger of the car and look outside. Well, that's fine. It works for <laughs> racing games. It just I don't see it working very well for fighting games, especially fast-paced fighting games. Well, if you sat in the if you're in the crowd that's watching the match, Ben, are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> What's the fun? <laughs> I want to play the game, not watch other people play. But you got yeah, you got to exactly. wait for them. In, if there's a lobby of five players, you're gonna have to wait anyway. This is an actual game. This is not YouTube or Twitch. <laughs> no, you, you watch the match when you're in the lobby anyway. There's always spectator modes. It would just okay. be turning the spectator mode so, into 3D. So you'll be watching it in VR, yeah. but then when it comes to your turn to fight, the VR just shuts off and you play normal. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, then what's the use of VR? <laughs> <laughs> you work... <laughs> Maybe there'll be some features that will have, like you said, when you get knocked off. Yeah, you know, like knocked into the screen, there will be certain VR moments, but for the actual VR experience, it'd just be the spectator mode thing. In other words, a useless mode for a Tekken game. <laughs> Why not? Oh. They, they, they've done other stuff. They've done Tekken Adventure mode, so surely they'll something like that. Probably knowing them, they'll make a mode that's completely useless to Tekken just to show it off. Remember Tek- Tekken karting. <laughs> I would, I'd love to see that too. That would be amazing. Oh god, I should have shut up. <laughs> you just picture Jin in like a little red. I can see. I can picture Jin in a little red car with like flames on the side. It'd be amazing. And as you're driving by, you can just kick them off the road. <laughs> so it'd be a mix of Mario Kart and Road Rash. With Mario Rash. 
so strong. <laughs> Moving on. Road Mario. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, while well, we're talking about cars and racing, well, I, I mean, this is perfect. Gran Turismo Sport announced the PS4 beta coming in early twenty early 2016. I have to say 2016, 20, 2020, but not in this game. Uh, uh, Gran Turismo Sport is heading to PS4. It's the next official chapter in the long-running racing simulator. Uh, Kazunu Yamichi has announced speaking during... Anyway, you know all this. In addition, Yamichi Asana has also confirmed a partnership with FIA for Gran Turismo Sport. The plan bear due to kick off in early 2016... The game will also support the PlayStation Morpheus. Uh, no release date was given for the final game, although the Grand Turismo traditionally will be blah blah blah. We normally won't hear anything until Christmas. Uh, by the way, this is not Grand Turismo Seven. This is Grand Turismo Sport. There will still be a Seven probably sometime in the future. Uh, Kevin, will you get Grand Turismo the sporty kind? I'm not really that much of a racer on my PS4. So maybe if I get a wheel by that time that works on my PS4, I might. But at first idea, I don't really think I'm going for it. And Gary, will you be getting the... I probably won't be buying it, no. But I don't think... Well, it's hard to say. I want to say it's not a good time to release it. But then there's probably not going to be a good time. I just personally feel that the market is oversaturated with simulated racer racers at this point. Um, Microsoft's releasing Forza every year now, which is completely killing the the, the market yeah. in my opinion. Um, you got Project Cars, you got Grid. Um, there's so many now that are, that are coming out, and I think another one with Gran Turismo, who which is probably insanely simulated at this point i mean playing the last one i i just could not play that game because it was too realistic and it kind of ruined the fun for me um i think they need to kind of take a step back right now in that genre at least and do something new with it you know give me more arcade racers kind of mix and match a little you know don't like everything is just simulated now, and in, in my opinion, it's it's oversaturating it. Just like all those music games killed that genre, you know. Just every year, one came out, and people got sick and tired of it. And I see the same thing slowly happening to the racing genre right now as well. I wow. agree. Uh, we're certainly saying that the racing genre is a troubling platform right now. I kind of agree with them. Um, they said that well back, if I'm rightly. Okay, before yeah. we end up the news, I want to say there's a rumor that there's a Bioshock HD collect- Bioshock collection coming out, and also another rumor that there's going to be a Dead Island remake for PS4 and Xbox One, because uh, Dead Island has been listed for PS4 and Xbox One, the original. So they just gave up on Dead Island 2 and said, let's yeah. just remake the first one yeah. again, for the second time. <laughs> the sad thing is, though, I wonder if... I wish I'd got footage of me playing Dead Island 2. I still kick myself for not recording that. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun, actually. And that was, what, three years ago now? Two, three years ago. <sighs> That's sad. Yeah. So disappointed, because actually the trailer that they released was kind of funny, and I, yeah. I thought it would be really nice to finally play this game. 
Yeah, but and, the first trailer of the first Dead Island was really funny, and then they released it and it played nothing like the trailer. Oh, the trailer for the first Dead Island was not funny. That was, like, sad and depressing. You mean the one that was backwards, basically, with the sad piano? Yeah. yeah with, with oh, no, that was, I was thinking something else then. Yeah, with the yeah. little girl dying, and then the game oh, no. came out. It was, like, this comedy version of oh, the that, game. Yeah. Like, that was a backwards thing, yeah. was? Yeah. <laughs> ben yeah. just made up his own trailer. <laughs> with with karting game. and bears and everything in it, and virtual reality, and being a, being a passenger of the cart. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God, I'm not developing games. <laughs> oh, I can't even remember what we were talking about now. Dead Island and Bioshock. Oh, that was it. Yeah, Dead Island and Bioshock. So, yeah. What do you think of Dead Island coming to PS4? What about, do you think, Bioshock possibly coming to PS4? Kevin. Bioshock. (laughs) I'm a fan of Bioshock, so... The only thing I'm, I'm curious about is if they will just go for the first two games or if they will include Infinite. Because, personally, Infinite isn't really that much of a game that needs to be remastered or re-released because it's pretty recent compared to the other ones. But I would love to see a remaster of Bioshock 1. That would just be good. Maybe I'll finally play the series. You should. (laughs) You should. I really love the first one. The second one was the least favorite of my... Of my experience, but I still loved it. Okay, and I think that'll be it for now for news. We're gonna go because we've got quite a lot of reviews to go. We're already getting quite high, long into time in the podcast this week. Uh, reviews. Uh, first one is Life is Strange episode five by Michael Harridans. Uh, despite some uh, minor setbacks, polarizes a fantastic conclusion to Life is Strange and cements don't, not, don't nod teams drama as a serious contender for Game of the Year. Uh, we like the superb narrative with some great sequences to keep things fresh, the excellent performance from the main cast, a fitting end for a constantly brilliant series. Uh, we just like some bland visuals, poor limp syncing, and some sections feel too padded out, an 8.5 out of 10. I agree. I agree with all that. All of those words. Uh, Gary, have you played Life is Strange? I have not played Life is Strange, but I will be picking up the whole collection once they bundle it all together. It should. It's an amazing game. That's what I do with those games. Is If I if I want them, I just wait for them, all of them to come out so I can just play through it. Because I don't like waiting two, three months sometimes for the next episode. And by the time it comes out, my God, I forgot what happened in the last episode. I see, that's why this is good. It, it, actually, every episode starts with, last time on Life is Strange. And it shows you everything you did. Well, it's the same for The Walking Dead yeah. from Telltale. I've played it as well. Um, yeah. But I, I'm like Gary. I can't be bothered waiting for months just to see a new episode. So I'm also waiting for, you know, season one or if it's just this game, just see a collection come out. Yeah. I'm waiting for that because I really want to play it. I tried I out the demo recommend and it, it really nice. Episode yeah, like... one is free, isn't it, right now? Well, it was free. Huh. I don't think it still is, I don't know. It was free to celebrate episode 5, if I'm rightly. I don't know if it still is or not. It's possible. Yeah, but like, I, 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 I got to play King's Quest back in August. 
uh, episode one, and I'm still waiting for any news on episode two. Well, literally no news, and it's really irritating me right now because it was so good. The first episode was so good, and whereas episode two, like no information at all. It's been two months now, and it's it sucks. Uh, yeah. That's pretty bad. Okay, the game that I was looking forward to, but yeah, this makes me sad. I'm crying inside. Um, <laughs> severe tears are coming. In. <laughs> Overlord Fellowship of Evil. I loved Overlord 1 and 2, so this pisses me off so much. Uh, the final word, a train wrecking spin-off of a series that deserves so much better. You're damn right, did. Uh, Fellowship of Evil is an unholy combination of so many undercooked elements that it's any wonder the game is made to release. Uh, while Overlord certainly deserves better, there is someone who else does too, you avoid. Uh, we like the Rihanna's practice, witty and satirical writing. We dislike the hack and slash combat is basic beyond belief and without thrills. The pathfinding bugs and glitches frequently frustrating and looks like a first generation PS3 game, 2.0 out of 10. I would give it so little, let's say I'd give it a 1. Just because it's it's all in the name of Overlord. Bad game. Very bad game. Kevin, have you played Overlord before? I think I tried out Overlord 2 once on my PC. Yeah. I couldn't really get the whole thing and never really enjoyed anything of it. So I didn't bother playing much of it. But it's a really low score, I'm surprised. Yeah. And Gary, have you played Overlord 1 and 2? Um, I played 1, uh, I played a demo of 2. Um, I thought they were quite fun. They're very humorous, which I dug. I like the take on, on, on that, but I never actually finished any one of those, but it does suck for, for the fans that something like this happens. So it, it happens when a completely different developer and publisher takes over a franchise, unfortunately. Mm. So... Blood Bowl 2, reviewed by Matt Fernandez. Uh, fans of turn-based strategies and tabletop games will want to give Blood Bowl 2 a shot, but muddle presentation in the midst of broader appeal among gamers and holds the game back from becoming a standout title. Uh, he liked the interesting and content-rich universe, the tactical goodness of Arjani. He disliked the lack of polish, the repetitive dialogue, and the lack of story, and the lack of mocap bears. 6.5 out of 10. Um... What do you think of Blood Bowl 2 Revenge? Bye. Yeah, what do you think of it, uh, Gary? Um, I actually really <laughs> enjoyed the first game. Um, it's a turn-based, um, pretty much football game, American football, um, in the Warhammer universe. And that sounds amazing. Yeah, it, it's very fun. It's very brutal, very violent. Um. And the first one was really fun, and I, the second one had been in early access on Steam for a very long time, and it's just finally now come out. And um, I'm still going to pick it up probably when it's on sale during the Steam holiday sale coming up in the next couple of months. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm still probably going to pick it up because I I did really much enjoy uh, the first game, so I was really looking forward to the second one. And Kevin. What do you think of Blood Bowl 2 review game? Nothing. Nothing? No words <laughs> at all? No, no, no not any words? No. No nothing. words? 
nothing, just blank space. Okay. No, I've I've never heard of Blood Bowl before I saw Blood Bowl two pop up, so I didn't know that was a thing. So I never really played it. Never really felt attracted to play it. Okay. That was the best review ever, 10 out of 10. Um, anyway, next review is Samurai Warriors 4.2. Or is it 4.2? Is it 4 dash 2? I don't know. Samurai 2 It's Samurai Warriors 4, part 2, I assume. Yeah, I'm going to guess that, but this is 4. Anyway, four, we're going to go with 42. It's an excellent addition to the Warriors franchise, but could have done with a bit more change to differentiate itself from its predecessor. Uh, we like the new hexagon skill system, the overhold weapons customization, the silky smooth visuals. Uh, we dislike the no chronicle mode. It feels a bit too much like Samurai Wars 4. Uh, 8.5 out of 10. I like my Samurai Warriors game, so I might get it when it goes down in price, probably. Once this year's ridiculous expensive season has you know, blown over. Gary, have you ever played the Samurai Warriors games or Dynasty Warriors games? I love Samurai Warriors, and I I used to love Dynasty Warriors. Um, not so much anymore, um, but I still love my Samurai Warriors. Um, I'm really confused of, of the 4-2. Like, is it a sequel to Samurai Warriors 4, or is know. it like an updated version of 4? I think it's an updated version with extra content. I would hope so, because the title is really confusing to me. Yeah, but... it's just weird. Because usually, you know, when they do that, you know, it's like Dynasty Warriors 7 Empires or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's normally like Dynasty Warriors Empires or... God. Why can't I think of words now? I know what they are. Yeah, so do I. I but, can't <laughs> but yeah, uh, like, the title really confused me. Like, so it's a sequel to 4? So it's a new game? I don't uh, Really confused. Oh, this is annoying me now because I love my Dynasty Warriors games. Why can't I think of the words? Oh. So, yeah, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, Kevin, have you ever played Dynasty Warriors? No, sir. Okay. Hopefully, yeah. Chin won't be angry at me for forgetting this. So, uh, sorry, Chin, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you do, but, you know, I want to say apologise anyway. Um... Anyway, let's go on to the next review. Divinity Original Sin in Encha- Encha- Enchanted Edition. That <laughs> <laughs> with Nathan Drake. <laughs> uh, Enhanced Edition. In it may tough and fairly overwhelming, Divinity Original Sin is no easy self-realising to a modern RPG. Yet looking past that, you'll find one of the two, one of 2015's deepest and most rewarding titles. For the wit, charm, and deadly challenge, all within a world that's the joy to exist in. By the way, this was written by Neil Bolt. He'll be back soon. He's he's been a bit ill recently, so and his his wife has been a bit ill. So best wishes on both of them. Hope they get better soon. Uh, we like the eccentric humor, the interesting tough combat, the incredibly deep and flexible gameplay options, but we dislike the too many too many menus for a controller to handle. The incredibly high difficult curve. And a lot of reading is required. 9.0 out of 10. I'd never like it when there's a lot of reading is required. Psst, reading. Who needs that? Gary, what do you think about this game? Is it too much reading? Um, there. Well, for me, there was an insane amount of reading because when I bought the game, when it first came out, it had no voice acting. Well, so 
it required a lot of reading. <laughs> now apparently all the dialogue in the game has voiceovers, um, so yeah. that's good to hear. But um, I absolutely love Divinity Original Sin. I loved it when it came out last year on the PC. Um, very well done game. Um, very in-depth. It's incredibly difficult. Um, like, you will die a lot. Um, and I guess they added a new mode in this one in the enhanced edition, like, where it's pretty much if you die, you start over. Like, it deletes your save file. <laughs> so, don't ever die in that mode. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is a great, a great game. It really is. It's turn-based. Um, so... Just know that it's not like Diablo esque. It's it's a lot more turn based. But and the only thing I, I'm wondering is I should probably ask Neil, um, is if it the the console version comes with the uh, create a dungeon mode. Well, the PC one came with uh, creation tools and allowed you to create your own dungeon and stuff like that and share them online. Probably a good I, idea to ask Neil. Yeah, I remember one guy literally remade the entire Diablo three game. Wow. <laughs> In Divinity, so yeah, I doubt it, but you know, on the console, yeah, I doubt it on the console, but you know, yeah. it's possible. There's nothing stopping them to do it. I mean, it's yeah, yeah it, it is a fantastic game, and people who like those types of games should not miss this game. Really good. And Kevin, what do you think well, of Divinity Original Sin in Chant Edition? I haven't played a Divinity game yet, but yeah. seeing it's an RPG and I don't know, maybe I should check it out, see if it's interesting. It does look good. Just yeah. know it it'll you'll lose so much time to it. Like I lost because I, I got it on Steam and GOG, yeah. uh, GOG, and um, I, I spend well over a hundred hours in. I wasn't even like a third of the way through the story. <laughs> well that's good because that means there's a lot of content <laughs> insane amounts of content I'm going to check for it now maybe it's a sale for the Halloween sale nope it's not <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> I'm sure it will be come Steam holiday sale <laughs> okay yeah, I'm going to wait for it to go a bit cheaper so definitely interested though Okay, for a game that doesn't need, for a game that needs lots of all the words to read, we've got another game that doesn't need any of the words to read. Um, Just Dance 2016 by Simon Sethis. Uh, fun but for all, Just Dance 2016 is widely entertaining with family and friends and offers instant pick-up and play appeal, but it needs serious reading in terms of its scoring system, track list and identify if it's continued to be a success. Uh, we like the Just Dance and it's great fun with family and friends. The fun backdrops and dancers in costumes. The Showtime mode is a nice addition of make your own pop video. Uh, we dislike the not entirely convinced that it tracks your body movements accurately. Uh, there's only a handful of decent tracks in the base game with the rest up behind a subscription-based service. And you can upload 20-second clips when it would have been nice to be able to sell the whole dance. 6.5 out of 10. You do remember, um, Simons, that you can do shares on PS4. You could probably just record the whole dance with the share button. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I don't have Just Dance. Um, Gary, will you be buying Just Dance 20, 2016? Are you raising Boogie on down? No. Really? Why not? Why? Because uh, how dumb am I supposed to look dancing in my own room by myself? 
You look like a boss. I look like a boss. You should get this band and, and play it naked like you played the other game. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the Cherry's Project something, Gavra. Yeah. Uh, you should play those games at the same time on two different TVs. <laughs> I have a second TV next to my main TV, so yeah. <laughs> I have two TVs next to each other. Maybe then you'll be able to complete those puzzles. If you... <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Do you want to see me dance just dance naked? Well, <laughs> no, no, I would never do that. We would get banned from Twitch straight away. <laughs> uh, that would be like the biggest ban ever. Literally, because I'm so big. And, and Neil, <laughs> see, oh, you've broken my brain. Kevin, would you get Just Dance 2016? The, the, no the, way, Mike. The chilly edition. <laughs> no Hell way, no. Mike, you'll get it for Mike. He might like that. <laughs> he can work out and dance at the same time. You should suggest, <laughs> you should suggest it. Holy damn. Yeah. No, the, the I'm not getting edition. it. Oh my god. Maybe I buy it from his Christmas present. Just dance. Naked just... edition. <laughs> chilly edition where just chilly dancing to all these different songs. <laughs> There's no video clips or anything. It's always been in the background. <laughs> With motion caption bears and stuff. <laughs> But it would definitely change the lyrics to like, Anaconda. That's what I said. We just literally built the whole game for Ben. <laughs> if you're a developer looking for a project, <laughs> contact Ben. Yeah. I will do all the mocaps. I'll even get a bear. <laughs> oh, that bear. <laughs> You will not regret your project. <laughs> I, think, I think we should move on. Yeah, we'll move on to this Once Upon a Light uh, by John Paul Jones. An interesting, if conceptually ambitious, unambitious effort, Once Upon a Light is an easily accessible plaza that provides a decent amount of challenge. It's just a shame that the game isn't longer with a better handled narrative. Um, some pretty taxing and well-constructed puzzles, smaller crime visuals, and the novel start of the proceedings easy to get into. Uh, so, uh, well... Just like the one novel, the monochrome asset is quite lifeless and barren. Uh, story expression isn't handled particularly well. It's not very long at all. 7.0 out of 10. Gary, will you be purchasing Once Upon a Light? Probably not. Uh, and Kevin, what do you think of it? It kind of reminds me of Limbo. The style it is. In a way, because the black and white and, and kind of the style kind of reminds me of Limbo. But for me, it's probably nothing. So I'll probably not get it. Yeah. Does look good to me. I agree. Okay, next game is Sternscape. Hopefully I said that right and didn't insult everyone in the world. Um, by Leon Lanny Hayat. Oh, I'm butchering names now. Uh, an enjoyable story and dialogue. We can drag in places. Stones Gate offers a welcoming change of pace. Off, to, off to the. Okay, that's <laughs> that's how you end the final word. 
off to the... Yeah, I'll put it down with that. The word missing. Yeah, there's a word missing. Um, off to the races. Let's all go to the ball game. Anyway, uh, immersive storyline, great cast of characters, beautiful visual novel aesthetics. We dislike some of the stuff you have to watch drags on that can be so boring. Just hit the X button to win. Uh, 7.0 out of 10. What do you think, Gap? Me? Yeah, Gap me. I'm um, just going to try and do the whole joke of the fact that it ends. Well, no. Yeah. Wow. But that <laughs> didn't work. I don't really know. I'm not a big visual novel or visual game or whatever you want to call it. I, yeah. I just don't see it as a video game. Yeah. Like, I'm buying a picture book that I press X to watch. You hey. know, it's, Hatterful Boyfriend was one of the best games this year. It's not a game. For Ben, it is. Keep him happy. <laughs> it's you dating birds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was amazing. I enjoyed streaming it and giving every bird my own voice. Oh, God. In fact, I want to stream- In fact I'm going to stream it next weekend. Next weekend, I'm going to stream more Hatterful Boyfriend. Wow. Just because... Anyways. Anyway, carry on. I just don't see why I have to pay $60 for pictures that move with words. I think that's what I don't know what movies are. Okay, movies are, you know, motion. This is is still images. (laughs) Isn't that what... Black and white movie? No, it's not. I'm sure this is just... No, Ben, there is no comparison. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to find (laughs) It's a book on tape with pictures, okay? Isn't that what an audio book is? It's not even on tape. It's, <laughs> it's visual digital. Novels. Visual novels should not be video games. They should not be in the same genre in any way, shape, or form. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, Kevin, what do you think of this? This not video games, video game. It's not a game we shouldn't review it. No, um... Video not book. My, not my kind of book, game, audio thing, whatever Gary wants to call it. It's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, Gary, you, you, you call it something. What's it going to be? Well, I'm going to call it what everybody else calls it. It's a visual novel. There we go, visual novel. Okay, it's not my visual novel. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since there's a perfectly good anime of this game. That you should rather go watch instead. So, okay, we've got this. Instead of playing this game book, visual novel thing, go watch the anime. Instead of watching the still images of the anime, go watch it in motion. <laughs> unless you want to read the manga, unless you want to see still images, then go read the manga, if there is one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we're done with reviews this week. But trust me, there is going to be a lot a lot, lots more reviews in November. Don't so, so in, enjoy it. Most of them are going to be from Gary. So, thanks. <laughs> it just fell into my lap. I might add. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, before we go to what we've been playing, I asked on Twitter if anyone wanted to contact me about stuff. Uh, for one thing, we got I got announced a winner for the competition on the Witcher Three DLC. Uh, the entries were Eye of the Tiger, Darren Walker, and Ski. Um, I did a random generator. I... Sorry. Oh, there we go. They're phoning in live. 
Um, anyway, I did a user random generator and it popped up with number three, which was Fisky. So congratulations, you win the code of Witcher 3. I'll be sending it out after the podcast. So by the time you hear this, you already have the code. So congratulations, Fisky. Uh, I also got a contact from Spooky Napkin Games, a.k.a. Amy Napkins. Uh, she said, should you talk about Neil Patrick's, which I didn't really watch. Sorry about that, Amy. But I did hear about the second part of news, which I thought that Gary would like to hear about. Harley Quinn was the most popular costume this year for Halloween. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm actually not happy about that. Really? Well, he did yeah. get one. <laughs> <laughs> did they sell out? No. Uh, the reason I'm not happy about this is the random, and I do mean 100% random popularity of the character that just mysteriously happens uh, uh, from September of last year to now. Like, because of no, that movie. People didn't care about the character. Like, There's only a few people who actually cared about that character, me being uh, one of them. I was a fan since the first animated series episode she appeared on. And now all of a sudden she's this big icon and they're milking her like crazy. And it's kind of making me sick at this point. Like I went to Comic-Con, Salt Lake Comic-Con, literally like 80% of all the female costumes were Harley Quinn. Wow. It just pissed me off to no extreme sick. Out of nowhere, oh, we all like Harley Quinn. How? From where? It just—it's really frustrating. The only thing that I, I knew that—I mean, she's a sexy person—but the only thing that confused me was Deadpool outranks the people from Avengers. <laughs> I love Deadpool, but even I don't understand that. How the hell does Deadpool somehow go beyond Iron Man, Spider Man's, um, Captain America for instantly? I just, just, just confused. Maybe because it's—it's it's a new thing and not something that's being milked already. Yeah, true, but... Still. Oh, no, no, no. Deadpool is being milked. Oh, yeah, Deadpool's being milked. Yeah. yeah, but not like Avengers and, and Spider-Man. And, I mean, how many Spider-Man movies are we getting? We get we got the first trilogy, and then we have the second part, like one and two, with Andrew yeah. Garfield. And now they are going for another one, but with another um, Spider-Man. Like, yeah. what? point is there's no proper Deadpool movie out and I think it's mostly because of the fact that Ryan Reynolds is actually going to do it justice yeah I'm looking forward time, to that movie compared to the first you know cameo that he made in what, what was it X-Men Wolverine or something yeah Origins. X-Men Origins yeah Wolverine Origins yeah so that was a horrible cameo and seeing how he treats this movie, I think this is actually going to do justice to the character instead. I'm looking forward to Deadpool. I'm going all the way to Leeds to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to Leeds to watch it, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to travel an hour and a half to go watch that movie. Just know, Ben, there are rumours um, that he doesn't break the fourth wall in the movie. Well, that sucks. Yeah, the fourth well, wall thing doesn't exist with him in that movie. Yeah, he did it in X-Men, supposedly. Well, anyway, rumors though. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we're done with the podcast. Really, for most of it, we just got to see what we've been playing. Oh, and Nathan Bell as well sent me a message, uh, retweeted what, favorited what I said. So thank you, Nathan Bell. 
Anyway, what have we been playing? I think we'll go with Gary. Oh, God. What have um, you been playing? Or what haven't um, you been playing? Well, I had to stop playing The Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, so that Platinum Trophy is still going to be with me for a while. Um, I am playing WWE 2K16 for review. Um, stay tuned for that. should be coming very soon. Um, I'm also playing uh, Darksiders 2, the Death Initiative Edition. Also for review. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> and I am playing the one game I have been looking forward to for the last five years. And I'm so happy that it's finally here. And that's The Legend of Heroes Trials in the Sky, second chapter. Um, this is a PSP game. came out in Japan on the PSP. And it's finally, the second part is finally coming out now. Um, and I'm very happy I'm playing that right now. Still fun. Um, because I haven't played the first one in four years, I'm a little confused what's going on in the story because it's a direct sequel to the first one. Starts right after. Um, I do want to say something interesting. If you're playing it on the Vita, for whatever reason, um, when the game came out in Japan, it came out on two UMD discs. So, for whatever reason, um, I have to download two separate files for each disc for this game. So, the first disc is one file that's like 1.2 megs, and this two is like 1.4 megs. And they're two different files on my Vita, so it's, it's really weird. That's weird. I don't know why they just didn't combine the two, but um, I'm also playing that for review. That's going to be a little while, though, because that's like a 100-hour RPG. Um, yeah, um, I played some Mario Kart last night with my friends. Um, got a massive headache from all the laughter. Uh, man, we had some epic moments. <laughs> um a lot of hate and a lot of anger came out, which is fine. That's what Mario Kart does to you. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I've been playing. I, I finally got to watch the Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F movie. Good movie. Yeah, I do actually want to talk to you about some parts in that movie, Ben, and yeah, see sure. uh, what your thoughts are on that. But um, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty good movie. I did feel it was a little rushed, I guess I would say. It didn't feel like there was a threat in it, really. No, it, it just looked like it was a skirmish battle than anything else. Yeah. Like, Frieza just didn't seem like a legitimate threat, unfortunately, because he really was in that yeah. movie, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, it was good. I was kind of really sad, and I felt this way about the last movie, too, yeah. and that's, like, the fact that they just keep characters out for whatever reason. I mean, like, yeah. Yamcha is not in this movie, like, no, I must admit that was funny the way they got rid of it. Didn't get Yamcha in it. Yeah, but then like, where's Android 18? She's yeah. way stronger than Krillin and Tian combined. Why isn't she fighting? She wanted to be at home to look after Marin. Maybe Krillin should look after her. Yeah. Since he's the most useless one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and like, Hercule's not there. Where was Boo? Boo was not there either. Boo was, eat- Boo was asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> But, but, but you know, those are kind of the issues I have. And I had them yeah. in the first one where I was like, where's Yajirobe in this one, you know? Yeah. I think the reason why Goten and Trunks weren't there was because Krillin was worried they would do something stupid. Like fight Frieza and actually yeah. win the fight? Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. Well, we can't, we've got to have Goku win the fight. That's what annoyed me. I 
that's the only thing that annoyed me about the whole fight. Well, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Yeah. I don't want to ruin things, but yeah, it's, it's things like that just, just just kind of, you know, kind of annoyed me, in yeah. a way. And they did it in the Battle of the Gods as well, yeah. but... Well, Dragon Ball Super is about to start the Freezer part, so... Oh, nice. Uh, so they filler this week, and then next week it will start the actual movie. So, they changed the ep- they changed the change it based for the episode, so it'll, it'll be slightly different than the actual movie probably. So, like oh. how the first season was Battle of Gods, but retold differently. But it's been done by the actual creator of Dragon Ball, so nice. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that, um, and I think that's all I've been playing. Oh, nice. And Kevin. What have you been? What have you it's been actually, playing? It's actually been a quiet week. I haven't played any games. Uh, no games at all? No. I'm uh. surprised myself. I, I kind of thought I would jump onto some games. Uh. Well, I tried I tried getting into uh, a match of... <laughs> oh, yeah. But... but it takes a while to get into... <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get in it, so... I didn't really play anything. Yeah. Besides, yeah, they need to really fix the uh, matchmaking system. It's very bad. Because yeah. I'm kind of curious how uh, it plays. Well, it does play pretty good if you if you if you if you can get into it. But it's just it's not great. But I must admit, I am more interested in than when than when I first was looking into it because of whatever this thing is that we're playing is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing for me this week. Yeah. Uh, haven't really played anything else, so quite weak. Yeah. Well, for me, I've been playing a lot of Destiny because of Halloween event, Warframe because of Halloween event. I've got all the event items for Final Fantasy for the Halloween. I'm looking forward to the new patch for Final Fantasy, which is next week. So, uh, apart from that, not much myself except for over the last few days. You want to talk about ripoff, man? Ten dollars for the thriller dance? Are you out of your mind? I bought it. Of course you did. So did everybody else because it's stupid. Ten dollars for dance? Well, I'm gonna say it's Michael Jackson singing in the background. I want to say it's more like seven dollars. No, six dollars. Six dollars. No, you ha- that's the most expensive actual pack you need to buy, but it doesn't cost that much in actual silver. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> the pack is seven pounds, and you get 1,100 silver, but the dance itself is 700 silver, so you still have 500 left. So technically, it's about five pounds. But realistically, it's still expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's still ridiculously expensive, but I bought it anyway. And Ooh, I bought some masks. <laughs> because I wanted to dance on people's corpses as Michael Jackson. Oh, is that a thing to be ashamed of? No, it, no, it isn't. Should it have been free? Yes, yes, it should have been. Uh, it makes me sad that the DLC is the most sold thing on PlayStation Store. You know, the Destiny currency. That, that makes you sad. That makes me sick. <laughs> I'm going to throw up just hearing that. 
Well, we're talking about sick or sad stuff. I think we're going to end the podcast. Um, <laughs> Gary, how can they stalk you? People can stalk me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Or at my uh, PSU email at Gary. That's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. And Kevin, how can they stalk, how can they stalk you? I am on Twitter as Mr. Waxweasel. I'm on the forums as Waxweasel. And my email is kevin.rumbouts at psu.com. Okay, you can contact me at chili underscore UK on Twitter, chili on PSN, chili on NeoGAF, chili on PSU. Um, chili con carne. <laughs> I have reached 800 friends on PSN. 800. Cue the clapping. Yes. Da, da, da. Can we reach a thousand by sort of next year? Yay! <laughs> anyway, I hope they implement friend notification when when then <laughs> you can't turn it off. He's <laughs> <laughs> continuously like bleep 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 bleep. Friend online, friend online, friend online, friend online, friend online, friend online, friend offline, friend online. Friend request, friend request. <laughs> what did you play today? I don't know. I just played notification, the game. <laughs> I've got a trophy for notifications. <laughs> Get 200 notifications a minute. <laughs> Then you get a notification on the fact that you've got notifications. <laughs> uh, I think we'll end it here. Thanks to everyone for entering the competition. Thanks to Gary and Kevin for being on this week. But more importantly, thank God for me. Goodbye, everyone. Believe Gary.